Let's pray. Father, I thank and praise you this glorious day. This day we can celebrate the resurrection of your Son, our Savior Jesus Christ, who is victorious over the grave, over death, and uh, Father has risen to give us uh, new life. And I pray that this video would not be, it's not the usual, and I pray it wouldn't be a distraction, but Lord, you would speak through it, and we thank you for, I mean, our forebears would have thought this was a miracle in and of itself, and in a way, Lord, you've given men ingenuity, and and Lord, for the ones who are involved in this, making this a reality, we praise and thank you. So Lord, that your word might be clear and understood, and that I might not be muddle-headed, and uh, clearly proclaim the truths of the gospel of Jesus Christ, we pray your blessing at this time in your word. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. I'd like to start by uh, wishing you a happy Resurrection Sunday. I hope you have awesome plans for the rest of the day regarding your family. We had uh, plans, such plans, that they were a little bit derailed, and I should explain uh, I tested positive for COVID Friday. Um, that's about all I really want to say. I, I know a lot of you have been praying, and I, we got a lot of well-wishers. We've got messages and, and things like this. Let me just say, I, I am in no distress, whatever. I have a, a little bit of a cough, and this has kind of been my only... Um, real setback at all. So if I start coughing during the middle of this, you'll know. It, it doesn't hurt. The cough doesn't hurt. Um, so last Saturday, we had a, a day of cleaning. Uh, I helped move all the chairs. I helped uh, swab the deck. I helped put the chairs back in. And then Sunday when I got up, I, I had a, some muscle aches that I attributed to a day of hard work. In, in retrospect, that was probably the onset symptoms of, of COVID. Since then, I've, I've really felt great. I should go to work, except that I would infect everyone. And of course, we can't have that. Suze has more effects. Um, she's not at death's door. And I want you to give it, you know, I, I kind of feel like full disclosure and, and I want to, I want to be truthful. Um, we both need prayer. We both need prayer all the time. But yesterday we were out doing gardening, raking leaves and, and um, her symptoms, she's a little bit achy and she's had like a, a little bit of a fever. And um, But she's been managing it with uh, Tylenol. And uh, now Micah is sick. Uh, he's got, as, as far as Flea was telling me yesterday, he's as sick as she's ever seen him. So I saw him yesterday and he's... Uh, as self-described, he says he feels like he was run over by a truck. Uh, I don't, I don't believe he's at death's door or anything like that. I think he's very miserable. Uh, Felicia checked negative and she has had the vaccine. So, um, Micah was the first to test positive. Let us know. That was Wednesday, right before church, but I didn't get the message. So Wednesday, I was probably you know, I, I was probably capable of transmitting the disease and I, and I, I had no idea because again, I felt, I felt fine. Um, 
And Noah, Noah's tested positive, and Noah has absolutely no symptoms. When I saw him yesterday, he was out playing and just having the time of his life. He's uh, had a two-week moratorium from school now because he's COVID positive. So I tested, and I tested positive. Um, Micah tested positive. Noah tested positive, and Felicia tested negative. Suze didn't test, but she, we, we know that because I'm positive and Micah's positive and Noah's positive that she has, um, she has COVID. But um, again, none of us are on death's door. And the only thing it is, is it's kind of an inconvenience. I, I don't want to be there, but it's, uh, it's not really possible. So let's uh, jump into the word. And I've, I've got a, uh, a verse that I wanted to start out with. And if you want to, you can turn to Revelation. I got a lot of verses and you can turn to them if you want. I None of them are going to be in King James. I kind of wanted to change it up a little bit so we'd get a new, kind of a fresher perspective. So a lot of times, like when we do communion or something, I ask you just bow your heads and Listen to the word of God and let it impact your your spirit. Let it feed your spirit and impact you. I think it does that whether we let it or not. But I think, you know, always on board with what God wants to do in our lives, I think it's just a better way to be. So I'm in Revelation chapter 1, verse 17 and 18. I know some of you say, I thought you weren't teaching from Revelation this week. We are not. It's just a, a verse that I, I love and I think you'll love it as well. Verse 17 reads from chapter 1, When I saw him, I fell at his feet as if I were dead. But he laid his right hand on me and said, Don't be afraid. I am the first and the last. I am the living one. I died. But look, I am alive forever and ever. And I hold the keys to death and the grave. What an awesome verse. What a life-changing verse. And all these verses will change our life. And I have a question that I thought I would ask. If the resurrection never happened, how would your life change? Certainly your eternity would change, but perceptibly, on a day-to-day basis, how would your life change? And if the answer is, I can't conceive or I, I don't understand that it would change it all. If if Jesus didn't ro- rise from the dead, well, th- th- my eternity would change. But on a daily basis, it's not something I think about. It's not something that I revel in or enjoy or reap any benefits from. Well, that's the wrong answer. But I think it would be, and I don't want to say this, I'm not your judge, I'm your pastor. Most Christians I know the resurrection doesn't impact our our daily lifestyle. It doesn't has virtually no impact, and it should. And let's talk about that. Okay, I'm in Romans chapter six. Romans six, starting in the and by the way, Romans six is such a key to my thinking and my theology and my life. I, I can't I can't imagine functioning without Romans six in the Bible. But let's let's just jump in verse four. Therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so 
we also should walk in newness of life. For if we had been planted together in the likeness of his death, you planted, you say, what is that, like a bad pun? Planted in the sense, you know, if a kernel of corn abide by itself, it, it abides alone, but it's planted. And we, 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 we read that. We, and he's making a seed comparison here. For if we have been planted together in his likeness of his death, we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. Now this is one of those life-altering, game-changer verses that having understood, we, we, we go forward. I, you know, I want to teach this whole chapter. It's, it's full of, <laughs> he that is dead is freed from sin. Now, if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we uh, shall also live with him, knowing that Christ, being raised from the dead, dieth no more. Death hath no more dominion over him, for he, in that he died, he died unto sin once, but in that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Now, like I say, this, this changes my whole, simply everything. Our old man is crucified with him. The body of sin might be destroyed. The henceforth we should not serve sin. I don't. Uh, I serve the living God. Perfectly? No, but significantly. And the reason that I can, again, I would suggest, has nothing to do with white knuckles or working up all my energy. It's got to do with what Jesus Christ has bestowed on us, his body, by his resurrection. And some of us figure that heavily, and some of us do not, sadly enough. So I want to talk about a, a, a few things here. If there were no resurrection, we would be worried about death uh, all the time. Um, our whole purpose would be to prolong life, like the unbelievers. Um, we spend all our money, we spend all our time, we spend all our, our, our children's inheritance trying to prolong life. And death is a really scary thing to those who don't believe. Now, uh, I got COVID and um, the last year I've been thinking more about life and more about death, as many of us have, as we've been enduring a lockdown, draconian mandates. Um, uh, life has changed, and I think permanently, um, because of this pandemic. And we, a lot of people have been thinking about life and death issues in a way they never had before. It hasn't really changed my view, and I trust hasn't changed yours. So you'll get sick, or you won't get sick. Whether it's COVID or it's something else, you're not going to die of good health. You're going to get older and something will get you eventually. So, then we pass on and then we go to be with Jesus.
I, I can't remember the last time I worried about life and death. I can't. Now, some of you are, 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 are away and you're, you're, you're concerning yourself with this. And I'm not, I'm not judging. I, I think that in, in many cases, that's a very wise thing. But at the end of the day, if you're always worried about, Jesus didn't worry about death. They threatened him with death and he just, I'll rise again. What are you going to do with somebody like that? And he's promised us, and I will read several verses where he promises us resurrection. If there was no resurrection, we would grieve like others who have no hope. I can give you a Bible illustration of this. Do you remember David when his son that he got illegitimately by Bathsheba was on death's door? He was fasting and he was in prayer and he didn't you know, wash himself clean, or he he just was praying and beseeching God that the child would live. Well, the child died. He get up, he washed himself, he ate, and all his servants were saying, we don't get this. Why, when the child was alive, were you fasting? And now the child's dead. Now you're all business as usual. And he said, you know, I'm going to go see him. He's not going to come back and see me. And I would submit to you that David knew that the child would be in the presence of God. Um, I think all innocent children are. All children be up b- below the age of reason are. Um, I think for God to do anything else, it would just seem not in his character. He's the one who said, let the little children come unto me. So David thought that the child and him were going to have a reunion. I have had several uh, funeral services where the, the talk is, well, they're in a better place and there'll be a reunion. And many, many times that's true, but it's not always true. And I think we all know that deep down inside of ourselves. David lost another son named Absalom who rebelled against him. You remember he was caught up. His mule rode under a tree and his hair got caught in the the branch of the tree. And there he mule kept going. So there he was hanging by his hair from the tree. And uh, Joab, tough hombre, killed Absalom. And when David knew about it, he was inconsolable. Why? Because he knew that. He was never going to see Absalom again. Now, the Bible tells, him, tells us we don't grieve like others who have no hope. So when somebody dies, it's sad. I, I mean, I understand uh, we're not going to have that person around us anymore, and it's, that's tragic and that's sad, obviously. Um, so how do we carry on? Because we know that there's a a reunion awaits us. And God forbid if you've buried a child or a a sibling or a a close family member or friend. um, Tragic and sad, but ultimately not. Not in the sense like we didn't say goodbye. We say, hey, see you on the other side. Tell Jesus I said hello. I'll see you in a little bit. 
And that is no small matter. But if Jesus hadn't risen from the dead, we would wail like banshees. We would just be inconsolable. We would be without any comfort, whatever. I, I wonder how those who do not believe in Jesus Christ and his resurrection, I don't know how they bear up under um, the grave and the finality of it all. You get a careful, you bounce around. <laughs> Susan's at the other side of the table. Um, and again, uh, if Jesus hadn't risen from the grave, we would be servants of sin. We would d- just depend on our own ability to counteract sin by just choosing to abstain from it. I've never been very successful in that arena. And there's some who make a halfway decent show of it. But if you're not overcoming sin in your life, are you experiencing all the benefits of the resurrection of Jesus Christ that he intended us to have? Um, Philippians chapter 3, and I I wrote out all the verses. I didn't write this one out. I'm kind of wondering what it's. Uh, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians. Chapter 3 and verse 10. That I may know him in the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being made conformable unto his death, if by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead. Uh, Not as though I had a already obtained, neither were already perfect, but I follow after if that I may apprehend that for which also I am apprehended of Christ Jesus. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto these things which are before. I press toward the mark of the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. So, Scripture gives us direction, meaning for our life, impetus, clear uh, way to set our compass in a direction um, outside the resurrection of Jesus Christ. What's our purpose? What is the meaning of life? Why are we here? Uh, these questions remain unanswered those outside of Christ. So I've got a few um, a few verses that I just wanted to share, and I, I wrote them out, and uh, I'm just going to share them. Uh, I'm not going to give you the address. You can look them up after. And I suggest, again, this is one of those things where you just maybe close your eyes and let the Word of God just infuse your spirit with His gracious Word. Um, okay, the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive, who are left, will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so will always be with the Lord. An hour is coming when all who are in the tombs will hear his voice and come out. Then 
When our dying bodies have been transformed into bodies that will never die, this scripture will be fulfilled. Death is swallowed up in victory. This is the will of my Father, that everyone who looks on the Son and believe in him should have eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. And if the Spirit of God, who raised up Jesus from the dead, lives in you, he will make your dying bodies live again after you die by means of this same Holy Spirit living within you. Just as each of us now has a body like Adam's, so we shall someday have a body like Christ's. For since by man came death, by man also came the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. This is the will of God, that I should not lose even one of all those he has given me, but that I should raise them to eternal life at the last day. Our Savior, Jesus Christ, who abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. Just a few more. Since we believe that Jesus died and then came back to life again, we can also believe that when Jesus returns, God will bring back with him all the Christians who have died. I said before, reunion. Last verse. He who raised the Lord Jesus will raise us also with Jesus and bring us with you into his presence. I got one more. This is a bonus. For the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed. So that's a rapture verse. Again, if you go to church, Calvary Chapel in Kennebec Valley, you're not oblivious to the fact that the rapture and event and the resurrection are theologically the same thing. It's what we're looking forward to. We might resurrect without even the benefit of death, and that puts us in the bonus round. And I believe that most, most of us are in that category. I think the rapture resurrection is right around the corner. So you're outside looking in, you want, you want this, you want resurrection, everyone's going to resurrect. I don't think it's appropriate to read the, the great white throne judgment on this high holy day. It's scripture and it's, it's the word of God, but you know, this, this means so much to me. Last year, the churches were closed worldwide. 
because of the pandemic. And our church was closed as well. It was very, very important to me that the church not be closed today. This day is symbolic of the victory Jesus had over the grave and over all those who oppose him. I read the end of the book. We're studying it now. Those who pose, oppose Jesus Christ. It's not going to end well. I, <laughs> that's a understatement. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to threaten anybody, but you're saying, boy, this sounds like I want, I want in. I want Jesus. I know. I know, right? It's like, the pearl of great price. You find a, uh, a field with a treasure in it, or you find the, the pearl of great price, and you say, I, I, I don't care. You can have it all. I, I'll sell everything. Nothing matters. I just want this amazing Savior. I Welcome to my life. If you're not, you're not. I, I, I wish I could take what I have in my brain, more importantly, take what I have in my heart and share it with you and infect you with this great love for Jesus Christ. I wish I could do that. Some people never see a need. I don't know. Consider. Um, I hope you're not one of those people who say the, the absolute stupidest thing that a person can say. When we talk about spiritual things, you say the ultimate dumb thing. I'm a good person, you say. I hope you're not entertaining any silly notions of that. The Bible clearly says that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. If you watch a movie like The Passion and see what Jesus endured for our sin, you'll realize that God's view of sin and our view of sin are not the same. And I hope that you take this opportunity to think about eternal things. Some of you are already there. I want God. I just want God. I just want God in my life. You love me so much you gave your only begotten son on my behalf. I'm in. I'm, I'm, I'm totally in. And this is what this, this day above all days means to me. Uh, a day of salvation, a day of remembering that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, died for our sins and more importantly, rose from the dead to, to, to give us newness of life. If any man be Christ is a new creation, old things, well, they're passed away and all things become new. We praise his holy name. Well, um, I, I could go on and on and on, but I, I don't want to. I just want to say, you know, just that God would would bless this day as we spend with family, with friends. And I think you should have just a, ho- a, a awesome day of, of celebration. And um, I'm going to pray. And as we close and transition, you know, um, the band will lead us out of here in song, as I always say. Let's let's stand and and let's pray. Our good God, our great and glorious Heavenly Father, who has so loved us. We praise your blessing on this day. Lord, I suppose there are people who were dragged to church because there it is. It's 
Easter Sunday, and they can't wait for my voice to end so they can get on with their life, get on with their day. Father, I pray you'd challenge hearts and you'd say, bring many into that. I don't know how many opportunities we have left. I don't know how many Easter Sundays. This may be our last one here on earth as a church. Who knows that? And so, Father, I pray you'd just, we want to be part of some great last day revival. And Lord, you can begin it here. You can begin it with us. You can do whatever you want. You're awesome, God. And you so love us. And I appreciate so much. Lord, uh, adopting us into your forever family. Uh, Lord Jesus, thank you for dying for our sins. More importantly, thank you for resurrecting from the dead. Death couldn't hold you. The grave couldn't keep you. Oh, we praise you. Great victor. And Father, we ask now, we call on your blessing in Jesus' name. Amen.